This Brewery Pro podcast was recorded at the Bintani Trade Day held on the 24th of February this year. In this trade show podcast, Kiralee Waldron interviews Dr. Ron Beetson about the newest hop release from NZ Hops, Superdelic. New hop varietals don't come around very often, and we have no doubt that the brewers everywhere will be thinking about how they can innovate with new beers using Superdelic. It's my pleasure to introduce someone that needs no introduction, Kiralee. Thanks, Phil. And Kiralee is going to introduce someone even more famous, Dr. Ron. And uh, we're going to have a good talk about um, New Zealand hops. We've had this morning's um, conversation about what's going on in the US hop market uh, with breeding, with thiols, with uh, surplus hops, with beer styles, pretty wide ranging. And I think, um, I think we've got a, uh, a Southern Hemisphere uh, take on things now and um, specifically some, some uh, exciting news on the Superdelic. So over to you guys. All right. We need your mic, Phil. Here it is. I'm going to jump up here. Um, before we start, come on, Dr. Ron, up you come. Yes, it's you, up you come. Uh, today we are on the lands of the Boon Wurrung people and I wish to acknowledge them as traditional owners. I would also like to pay my respects to their elders past and present and Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be here today. Um, so there we go, Dr. Ron, hello. Uh, are you on? Just talk, and I'm sure these guys back there. Can you, you hear me? Yes, there we Come go. Cure everybody. <laughs> um, so I'm literally just here to ask um, this amazing man, the, uh, the 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 Lord of the Lupulin, the hero of hops, Dr. Ron Beetson, who has spent 40 plus years in hop development, hop research, um, and headed up the uh, trial program at Plant and Food Research Development in New Zealand, and are an amazing partner to NZ Hops. So all of the hops that we certainly are showcasing today and more are down to this man. So um, Superdelic is our latest, greatest, very exciting um, release. Um, but before we talk about that... Can you just give us a little... So we both talk a lot. We've got the wind up. We know we're tight on time. But can you just give us um, a little bit of background to you, please, Dr. Ron? Yeah, well, thanks so much, Curly. Um, well, my background is, Curly says, I'm a scientist, really. That's, my, <laughs> that's what I've done for a vocation. And I've been um, working in plant science for 50 years. And um, I've uh, worked at the same research centre... Uh, in near Motueka in the top end of the South Island, which is quite close to that, that picture over there. Um, and it's, I've worked mainly in uh, kiwi, uh, kiwi fruit as well as uh, hops. And uh, yeah, that's, that's I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to go on about my science career or anything too much, but uh, yeah, I've, I've done quite a lot of work in uh, those crops and released quite a few cultivars of hops. Uh, we've we try to, um, I guess, we've tried to specialise in, in our research program. It's been going for seven decades, so we've tried to specialise in something that's a bit different than what the Americans were talking about before, uh, up here on the screen earlier this morning. Um, just like in Australia here, you know, we're trying to do things a bit differently. So it's, um, that's, I guess, that's the nub of it. I've um, got a great team. I've had, um, I've retired from my current job. 
Um, my, my, my previous job as a scientist, I retired in the end of 2021, and um, I uh, had a few months off playing, playing golf and going fishing and annoying the hell out of everybody that I could find to annoy. And then um, NZ Hops came, came calling, and they wanted me to do some technical work with them, so here I am. So I'm, I work part-time for NZ Hops as a sort of a semi-retirement uh, project. I was going to say, I think you've probably, you know, never been busier for, for retirement, right? You're just no, at some point f- going, when am I going to retire? It's but um, <laughs> it's amazing to have Dr. Ron, um, you know, working with NZ Hops. And I think that relationship between NZ Hops and plant and food research, uh, research development mm-hmm. um, really gives NZ Hops that that ground of being the originators for so many of these incredible hop varieties. So mm. Nelson Sauvon, Rowaka, Motueka, Nectaron, Dr. Ron, that's where it comes from. So this is the, you know, this is the man. That, as I said, they're your babies. Um, should we talk a little bit about this incredible hop, Superdelic, the, the psychedelic, the chame- chameleon, the mm. lady of many layers, let's mm. call her. Yeah. How did it all come about? <laughs> <laughs> She's well, a complex it, little yeah, it is little complex. lady, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. I've just well, given her a lady. I don't know. Do no, hops no, have a gender? Yeah, well, no, yes. Well, they really are female. Well, actually, of course they're, they are. That's true. Yeah, the female plants. So yeah, we'll, we'll call them ladies anyway. So yes. This um, nectaron. Sorry, <laughs> superdelic was. Um, <laughs> Not all about you, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so superdelic was um, crossed in 2012. To give you an idea and. Um, and was released 11 years later, just, just released last week. So it was a, it's a hop that um, when we were doing the, our crossing program, we do a crossing program every year in our science program, and we do about 50 crosses a year, and we grow about 2,000 seedlings. And um, Superdelic was one that came out of a cross between a, um, some a European ancestry material with um, our own male plants, which we've developed here in... in, in well, not here, in... in in New Zealand, and um, so it was a happy, um, happy sort of joining of the of the two uh, empires, if you like, from from um, Europe and also from from New Zealand. They um, the New Zealand material has got a very strong ancestry with North America. Of course, hops are not from New Zealand originally, just like so they the the original uh, centre of diversity for hops is in Central Asia, and it's sort of split into. Um, going out to the European end, uh, into Germany and other places, and also uh, into North America. And a lot of our material comes from the North American background. Um, so one thing, uh, obviously we're talking about superdelic, but as a, um, as a kind of philosophy, it's, uh, the approach to uh, new hops is quite unique in terms of the, the triploid. Um, mm-hmm. You can explain that, scientist. Yep, can okay. you talk about that yeah. in terms of why the, the, the approach from um, plant and food research is so unique? Yeah, well, you know, like, like Australians and New Zealanders, we like to do things a little bit different than other parts of the world. So, um, you know, we've got to find our little niche, if you like, and, and, and our hop program is no different. We don't want to be um, producing the same types of hops as America or Germany. You know, they're the big players, obviously. So we've got to find a niche in, uh, in the world of hops. And so the, our, one of the things we've done is we've, um, we've used what they call the triploid technique, which is uh, most plants have got two sets of chromosomes, and the triploids have got three sets. And by having three sets, it makes them seedless. 
and that's really the, the main reason for the triploid thing. Also, the triploids grow exceedingly well in, in our environment too, so they, um, they produce um, good yields and they're slightly later and they have uh, good hybrid vigour, I guess you could call it. Um, and so they're well suited to our climate and it's um, the climate in the Nelson area, the, we're at the top of the South Island is quite mild, it's a temperate oceanic climate and so it's... Um, you don't get many days up around... Th- you wouldn't get many days as hot as here today. And uh, I'm regretting wearing long pants, by the way. And um, so um, the... Yeah, so we get mild, mild temperatures, basically, and, and, the, and the hops seem to suit it. So um, March is the harvest time, and uh, our hop... The triploids have, um, as I said, it's unique material. We've, I, arguably, we've got the best collection of of um, what they call polyploids, um, which is a, we've altered the chromosome numbers of the plants to uh, suit our breeding program. And so we've, um, we've, we've done this and uh, we've got arguably the best collection in the world. So we, we're very proud of our, what we call a tetraploid uh, collection, which is, uh, so the, to create a triploid, you've actually got to cross a diploid with a tetraploid. So you come up with a triploid. So got all that? Two, two by four. There's gonna be a and test. Get, and you get three. So that's, that's what, <laughs> and so, and obviously with three sets of chromosomes, you, know, they can't, you can't divide three, so that's the reason why they're seedless. Is that, is that uh, a layman's? Uh, Everyone's you know, nodding, which I'm, is I'm, a good, I'm, I'm happy you know, to talk to, about, to, I could talk about it for quite a few more after hours. lunch and, yeah, okay. you know, probably quite a few beers, <laughs> that's, that's good. So yeah. um, the agronomics is obviously so important as well, and you talked about the climate, and, you know, we are hearing now, um, you know, the, the, um, the summer's coming later, the har- those harvest windows are really important as well for, mm. for farms mm. to be able to manage the, you know, actually just the timing of when they can get the hops off the vines. Mm. Um, so Superdelic as a hop is a relatively late harvest hop, so that suits the, the growers? Yeah, correct. Yes, it's um, Superdelic will be harvested in New Zealand about um, 20th to 25th of next month, March. So... Uh, yeah, it's developing really nicely, and um, I, I think it's, uh, it's going to have good yields, um, which will please the growers, obviously. It's a very good machine harvesting hop, which again, is the, the, the growers love it. And of course, the, the main reason it was selected, because it had wonderful flavours, and they're different. So we don't want to be, as I said before, we don't want to be in the same space as um, other countries in terms of our hop breeding. We just want to be um, something, we're doing our own thing, if you like, and um, essentially it's... Um, we produce about 1% of the world's crops, so we're not going to threaten the Americans or the Germans. And uh, so we can find really good markets of, um, with high-quality hops. The other thing that is really good um, about New Zealand and something that they, I noticed they were talking a lot, the Americans were talking about, was pest and diseases. Well, we don't really have pest and diseases uh, in New Zealand. The only pest we have is a two-spotted mite, and that's controlled with biological means. Uh, so um, we don't have, we just don't spray. So uh, it's that's a really good thing for our hops, I think, hop production. And uh, so it's again, it's a, a string to our bow. You know, you've got the unique cultivars, triploids. You've got southern hemisphere production off season from North America, North Northern Hemisphere, and you've got the lack of pest and diseases. So I think you can you can appreciate that if you're brewing beers with. Um, no pesticide sprays and things on it, it's going to be a lot better than dry hopping with ones that have got um, pesticides, had pesticide sprays on them. So that's, that's my take on it anyway. 
Um, they, I'm, not, I'm not sort of, I don't want to downtread the, uh, the importance of America and, and um, Germany because we owe a lot to those, those countries. They, and a lot of our hops um, are well suited to be combined with those hops from those countries too. So we've, um, we, uh, we still talk to each other. And We're one big happy hop family, aren't one we? One big happy hop family, that's um, right. <laughs> so let's have a, um, a chat about some of those unique characteristics of Superdelic because we've obviously had, um, I think, I feel like a, a lot of you have come and tried the single hop um, uh, sawmill um, hazy IPA that we've got. Um, we do have another beer. Has that gone around? Where's it gone? I don't know what's happened to that, but we do... Uh, it's in Cairns, isn't it? Oh, there we go. Oh, there, the signal. Okay, so we're just going to pass down. So Hop Nation, so... Um, oh, wow. Over the last um, probably six months, um, we've had a, a program where um, some breweries have been uh, trialling these hops, so um, in the US, in New Zealand and in Australia, and obviously what was NZH102 is now Superdelic, and it actually did really well in the trials. But the interesting feedback, and it's what, exactly what we've had today, is that this hop is, everyone has a different way of describing it. And, you know, when I said a, a complex lady and, you know, lots of layers and unique characteristics. So the things that were really coming through uh, in terms of those dominant, you know, flavour characteristics was red fruit, berry, which is, you know, is unusual. We're not, we don't see that a lot. Um, candy, fairy, floss, sherbety. But then you have you know, big pineapple notes, big citrus notes, big tropical notes. And then, you know, today we've had, it's dank, it's got, you know, <laughs> diesel, it's got umami in it. So it literally can kind of appear and, and show itself um, in a myriad of ways, which is, you know, really exciting and really fun um, for, for beer and, and, you know, the future of beer. Um, I was talking to Dr. Ron about the oil breakdown and, you know, I was saying, so, you know, what are, what are the big, where's the uniqueness coming from? Where are all these strange characteristics coming from? And you said... I, I said, yes. <laughs> it's, not from the main, it's not from the main ter uh, terpene compounds. Like, you've got four main terpene compounds in, in hops, you know, right across the globe, basically, there's four main ones. And the main flavours, I believe, that are coming through in, in Superdelic are not amongst the, those four. They're amongst some of the minor compounds you see in the hop profile and, or the, the oil profile. Um, so, Which you said were the unknowns. Like, yeah, well, it, <laughs> and it that's is. And the fun, right? In such small quantities, some of these things, that they are unknown. And it's... Um, we, we've actually got an Otago University um, a PhD student who's doing some work for us on um, trying to characterise some of these um, unknown flavours uh, in, in the hops, so uh, in Superdelic in particular. So it's, um, yeah, it, and it's also, um, some of them are brought more to the fore depending on the maturity date they're harvested, and so there's a bit of terroir going, going on there in terms of harvesting. So, uh, five minutes ago. <laughs> We've got the five-minute yeah. warning. One, one thing, I, one thing I, <laughs> I, you touched on, Akira. Thank one, you. One thing that we... Um, I think one of the key things about our program is that we've, um, we've got this thing called Brack Brewing, which is uh, we've got breweries from here, Australia, and the United States and also New Zealand. There's uh, about 60 all up, and they were picked because they, uh, 
they like New Zealand hops. And, um, well, one of the reasons anyway. But also we're, what we're doing is we're getting, it's a good pathway to market. You know, again, I keep referring back to the, the American talks. You know, they didn't talk about it, but that pathway to market between um, me as a plant breeder developing a new selection and getting it out into commerce, it's actually quite difficult. And so we need brewers' feedback. And so that's the important bit. So, you know, that's the whole idea of the, of the Brack Brewing is to put it out there and we've got um, lots of um, good feedback, as you can see by the different descriptions on, the, on, um, on Superdelic over there um, on, the, on the wall there, it's, you know, on that, that uh, decal thing there. So, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just sort of one of those uh, things where I think the, the Brack Brewing Program has really put the... Um, highlighted the, the way that we can publish or, or release cultivars from going forward. Yeah, it's a, it's a great final step in the process, isn't it? Just, to yeah. have, mm. you know, a, a, a significant number of breweries using the hop in a variety of ways as well mm. and getting that feedback um, in yeah. terms of, you know, is this a hop that you want to take to that next level of commercialising it? So this year, first commercial harvest, about 20 tonnes, um, will yep. be harvested. I think we're getting about five in Australia. So is that Use right? Use it well. Ish? Use it well, everybody. <laughs> Get in there quick. Get in there um, quick. And then obviously that will, that will build um, yeah. over, over the years as well. <coughs> um, but given we've only got a, a few more minutes, has anyone got any questions for this incredible man? Um, otherwise, he will be over there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm happy yeah, to talk I'm coming over down. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> All right. I'm used to doing this. All right, here we go. Thanks, Curly. Thanks, Dr. Ron. Um, with the New Zealand hops, a lot of the parents in the past were like SARS and Halitau, you know, the classic for Re Rewaker and that. What are the parentage for Superdelic? Um, its mother is a German cultivar called Hersbrucker Pure. And the reason why we chose it was when we've been doing crosses over the many years, the last 20 or so years, we've noted that Hersbrucker Pure seems to throw a lot of um, these unknown compounds, which are giving the differences in the progeny, if you like. So it's, um, and also, I think um, one of the keys to it is, is to make sure that we do good selection work with our male plants too. Because, you know, us males are very, very special, and we're, you know, we like to be pampered a bit. So we, it's a great uh, description. <laughs> so we, um, yeah, I mean, it's a bit like sire testing in the, um, in, in, um, the dairy industry. You know, you've got a super, super ball, if you like, and you, you test its daughters. So it's a very similar process in, in hops. So it's, um, it's a way of picking out our really good males. But the female was um, the Hersbrucker Pure, which is a, a, a sort of a, a cultivar that was developed in the 1980s in, in Germany. And it uh, seems to, it doesn't grow super well in New Zealand, but uh, its progeny certainly do. And uh, that's, that's the hallmark of it. And as a cross with males uh, that have been bred in New Zealand. So we, we put a lot of emphasis on the males. It's something that I don't, people don't talk about much in hop breeding. <laughs> we're important we're, as males. We're very inclusive <laughs> in the hop world, aren't we? Um, are we, are we on to us, Sam? Have we got time for one more question? Yeah. Yep, all right, coming down. All righty. Um, as I said, Dr. Ron will be here for the rest of the day too. Talk over a beer. <laughs> so I might um, phrase it uh, in the wrong way, but with a lot of the New Zealand hops, traditionally have had this somewhat characteristic of cattiness or kind of blackcurrant bramble sort of characteristic within the hops across a number of different lines in different ways. Do you feel that's more a choice or as a result of the selection of the, the parents or within the growing conditions within where they're growing? 
most material. likely genetics. Um, a lot of the, historically, a lot of um, the genetics for uh, the North American genetics we've used in our program have come from wild or semi-wild material. So I think that's a key, that's one of the keys to our program actually is the, the wild North American uh, genetics. I don't know whether you, you people have done much, you know, whether you're into Botany 101 or anything like that, but I mean, hops can be found right across the prairie lands uh, in, in the States, right across uh, Canada as well, right across to the Maritimes. And it's, um, a lot of that material, I believe, is, is disappearing pretty fast. But um, it's, I think it's very important for the world collection. I, whenever I go to conferences, I always hammer on the Americans about going out and doing more collection work from there. So I think, to answer your question about cattiness, it's probably, you know, it's genetics, basically. You will get differences with um, terroir, the terroir effect. But um, it's, you know, terroir is a pretty loose term, isn't it? You know, whether, what's the definition? In grapes, I can understand it a bit better, but in hops, when you've got a, a plant that's used in a derived way, if you like, you know, there's lots of areas where you can change it, like out in the field, fertilising, time of harvest, um, way you machine harvest it, um, the bed depth you're using in the kilns, um, and then what, it's, what happens to it afterwards as well. So it's, a, it's quite complex. I think it's um, certainly something that is nice to start talking and thinking about, though, in terms of that concept of terroir in beer that wine yeah. is owned for, mm. for far too long. Um, all right, I know we're, we're done. So um, a huge thank you to Dr. Ron Beetson, the Lord of the Lupulin, hero of hops. I thought of those at about 3 o'clock this morning, by the way. Um, and thanks so much to Phil and his team here too, yes, by the way. Bintani, what a great they've, day. They've done a fantastic job. And yep. a great day, and I've really enjoyed coming over here to, to be part of this. It's, it's fantastic. Well done. Yeah, amazing. Thank you to everyone at home, at work, and on the go for listening to this Brewery Pro podcast. If you enjoyed this content, we would appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast in your app of choice. This helps listeners in the brewing industry find the show organically. If you have any questions, comments or episode ideas or just want to get involved, head to our website, brewsnews.com.au. We love hearing from you all.